enjoy that beautiful uh, snow-covered scenery as you drove in. Yeah, some of you, yeah, most of you are like, boo, that's okay, it's okay. But uh, we're so glad you're here today. Let's take a few minutes and greet each other today. God bless you guys. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. It is so good to see you today. If you are our guest here, maybe it's your first time somebody invited you or you were checking us out online and uh, listening to maybe the messages and you came today, we are so glad you're here. If you would complete 
this Connect card. And at the conclusion of our worship service, head on out. And at our guest services uh, desk out there, just hand it to them. They have a gift for you. That would be a tremendous help to us, and we would greatly appreciate it. And again, thank you for being here today. Our ushers, if you would come. You know, uh, we, uh, we actually, uh, th this week I, I had heard a reference to this, and it really got me thinking. Is there anybody here at your core, you're just kind of a rebel? Anybody here, like somebody tells you to walk left, you walk right? Anybody here like that? Just, just you know, if you want to raise your hand for somebody you're next to, that's fine. You can do that. Well, you just, you just, there's just a part of you that just wants to go the opposite of the way everyone else goes. Not even in a mean way, not in, a, in, a, in an overtly rebellious way. You just, you just chafe at that. Well, you know, one of the most rebellious things you can do is to be generous and be a giver. Because the reality is, is that the vast majority of the world, we try to hold on to everything we have. And we might be generous at moments, but the people that prioritize giving and generosity to this culture around us were rebels. So if you want to be a rebel today, then I challenge you to be generous and to be giving in your life. Can we do that? Yeah. Amen. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that you give us this privilege and this opportunity to go contrary to the patterns and the customs of this world. Lord, I tell you, pray you would take these gifts today, use them in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. take your bulletin in your hand. Uh, hey, speaking of the snow outside, as I mentioned earlier, and I actually got like chastised and rebuked by a couple of you. We were like, hey, we don't like this stuff. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But, um, but hey, but just remember when, 
when uh, weather is a question in your mind, look at our, our website homepage. We're really proactive in posting things on Facebook, uh, Instagram, things like that. So just check that out if you're uncertain. But on our home uh, homepage and our website, there'll be a banner on the top that'll say if there's a cancellation or anything like that. So just, just for future reference. We've got some save the dates down here, winter retreat, summer camp, vacation Bible school, kids camp. If you're a planner, these are dates for you to put in your calendar. Uh, Wednesday night, we're going to begin our new series on the minor prophets. And as we learned this past week, they're not minor in their importance, they're minor in the size of their writings. And so that'll begin uh, this coming Wednesday night. Young adults, there'll be a hangout this coming Friday night at 7 p.m. at Alex and Marissa's home. Make sure you make note of that. And then the Lego Derby is coming up for Rangers and Girls Ministries. That's happening. And uh, it'll be February 3rd, Saturday from 9 a.m. to a very precise time of 1.40. I was like, wow, okay, 1.40, you're out of here. Um, anyways, $12 a person registration fee and $8 for a base kit and wheels. So make note of that. Don't, don't wait till the last minute because that's coming up very quickly. And then also our, our annual church business meeting will be held on Sunday, February 25th, following the morning worship service. Anyone may attend. However, members are needed to achieve a quorum. So uh, make sure that you uh, are, make these notes. These are things that are coming up. Put them on your calendar and your phone as you're sitting here. Make a note to yourself to register or do what you have to do. But God bless you this morning as Pastor Brandon comes. <laughs> I heard that little yeah. My son-in-law, Nick, he knows, he knows. Praise the Lord. Good to be with you this morning. Good to be with me? All right. So far, so far. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Today we are continuing, continuing in our series, Back to Basics. I grew up in church. How many grew up in church? Okay. Let's do this. How many didn't grow up in church? Wow. Okay. Good. Pastor, our own pastor. That's amazing, you know. I grew up. And my mom knew that I loved this. She would, uh, my, my mom oftentimes would, she, was, she typed on the old typewriters, you know. And she would type something knowing I'm learning to read. And sometimes it'd be like, I shouldn't even tell you this. I feel so bad for my mom. She, she would type something that was like scary for me. And I'm reading it. And I'm like, what? And she said, I'm only kidding. Like she, she knew I'm, I'm learning to read. But she would write this phrase down. She knew that I loved what was called fellowship. Now, when I was growing up, we had a night, uh, maybe many of you maybe remember this, but a night after an evening service, there used to be these services at night. Can you believe that? We used to, we used to go and, you know, after morning, we would go to Sunday night. And uh, usually sometimes uh, maybe at the end of a month, fourth Sunday of the month, we would go downstairs for fellowship. And we actually had a room called the Fellowship Hall. We had a room designated for fellowship. Now, for me as a kid, all I knew is there was cake. I knew there would be cake, and I wanted to be in fellowship. But honestly, it was just an extension. You know, so many times, just like this morning, we actually, uh, in, in my old church, I was, you know, I led worship, we had what was called fellowship time. This morning we called it greeting time. And it was a time where we, we can come in, maybe you get a quick hello at the door and you walk in and you sit and never do we communicate with one another. You know, we, we're sitting in our seats like we should be. It would be chaos if we were just up and moving around. But we were given this opportunity to greet one another, to fellowship with one another. It was a designated time that we had. Now, as I grew older, uh, there began this thing of New Jersey was full of diners. And where I lived, it was the Bridgewater Circle had the Bridgewater Diner. And if you were anybody, after a Sunday night service, you were at the Bridgewater Diner. Am I right, Des? And we wanted to go to the diner. We didn't want this, what we were enjoying. Typically, at the end of a service, you're hanging out and you're talking with your friends. And now we're just moving the party to the diner. And we're all going to go and hang out at the diner and, and continue our fellowship. I wanted to be there. 
And so many times, my father, we'd get in the car, we'd say, are we going to the diner? And he'd say, no, we're going to McFlanagan's. <laughs> There's a little play on words. Did he say McDonald's? No, he said Mc, McFlanagan's. Is the, no, no, I don't want to go home. Go to the diner. No, we're going home tonight. No, oh, no, I want to go and continue. I want to be around my friends. I want to hang out. Oftentimes, in, in my experience, probably in your experience too, fellowship time revolved around food. It was just what we did. Uh, we we're good at it. And it kind of brings everybody together. And that is certainly uh, an important aspect of it, as we'll see here in a minute as we go through our scripture. We'll read that the early church practiced just that thing, coming together, having a meal together. But it was so much more encompassing than that. And that's what I want to look at this morning. So we started off our series. You know, Pastor Hans began with Bible reading and hopefully... Uh, I, I did see a post this week on Facebook that somebody is at this point on their, on their Bible reading. If you didn't get one of those handouts that Pastor had, you're, you're probably pretty far behind. you got some makeup time to do. There is never a bad time to jump into the Word of God. I can promise you that. There is never a bad time. So hopefully you're doing that, and we, we heard of the importance of that. And I think we realize that, uh, that we, you know, we're not without direction. We, we, we sometimes become confused as to what God's will is. If we would read the word, we would see what God's will is for our lives. And then pastor last week spoke a great sermon on prayer. Uh, just a challenge to each one of us that if you're not praying, uh, maybe you've seen this commercial. I just started seeing it recently of what I think is a, is a nun. And she's going to, she, you get this app, she's going to teach you how to pray. And I even thought last week, pastor made it so easy. It's, it's communication. We're conversating with God. I don't think anybody needs to teach me how to talk to you this morning. Maybe how I talk to you, somebody could help me with. But talking is something, maybe, you don't, maybe you're not that way. I know that I get the gift from my father who can talk the ears off a billy goat. I've heard that phrase before. And I can talk with the best of them. Uh, oftentimes, my family will tell you, on times where we took one car to church, I was the last one out because dad's talking again, and it happens. I, I don't mind it. I like talking. So we're simply talking to God. And I think, again, we would all think, well, of course, you know, in my relationship with the Lord, Bible reading and prayer should be the key focus, and they are. But today, Brandon, are you trying to tell me fellowship is as vital as one of those? And I want to tell you, absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. Biblical fellowship, again, more encompassing, comes from the Greek word koinonia. I hope I said that right. Pastor will tell me later if I did not. Did I do a good job? Koinonia. All right. Praise the Lord. Simply means partnership. But it's got some other ones. Contributory help or participation, sharing, communing, communion with one another, spiritual fellowship, fellowship in the spirit, and shared interests. Now, I don't think any of us would be here today if we didn't have a common shared interest, and that is the Lord. That's what brings us to his house, and we come and we share in those things. We all are of, of, of like mind. Not to say we all think exactly the same, but if we would live according to what the first century church uh, demonstrated for us, we would be good to follow their standard that they set. And that's why, where I want to read. What I want to do is read this opening portion of Scripture from the NIV version. I want to pray, and then I want to show you a, another version of this same passage. So Acts 2, 42 through 47 says this, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Father, I pray that you would help us to understand the importance God, of our relationships with one another this morning. God, in your desire and your plan for that this morning, help us to see, Lord, that it is vital to our growing as a believer. Help us, we pray, to see that in Jesus' name. 
Amen. So that was that portion. I want to read to you the message version just because it uses a couple of different words that we can, that we can also look at. So this is, they committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. And everyone around was in awe, all those wonders and signs done through the apostles. And all the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. And they followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home, Every meal a celebration, exuberant and joyful as they praised God. People in general liked what they saw, and every day their number grew as God added to those who were saved. So in, in both of these translations, I read some words. I'm going to read a couple of them. Devoted, fellowship, everything in common, committed, together, living in wonderful harmony. I know I, I, I put a, a quick note in my notes for later, but I want to say this now. Many of us come from a small family, three, three kids maybe. That's, I come with three kids, so there's five in our family. A lot of times four and five is, is kind of typical, six, you know, with the fates this morning. Think about how difficult it is within a household of five or six to get along. And to think of the things that come up against you know, and challenge the other. We got, you got different kids who react differently to certain situations, and we're, we're always balancing that. Now look at this room. Multiply it by this room, and this number of people that we're bringing all of these different uh, things together, and here it says that they lived in wonderful harmony. Do you understand what harmony is this morning? I attempted to sing harmony with joy this morning. I don't know if I did it, but I tried. What it is, is it, it's beautiful. You may not know anything about music, but even you would know if a harmony's off, something's wrong up there. You would, you would understand it. You may not know the ins and outs. I don't know all the ins and outs, but you would hear it and say something is off. And this says they lived in wonderful harmony. And that means all was in tune, all was good. I can't say that there couldn't be any problems. I, again, in my own household, we live in wonderful harmony, I do believe. Uh, but there are things that, that sprout up and, and do that. The importance was they were devoted not only to the apostles' teaching, but to one another. And you, we're, we're kind of starting to get this common theme of biblical fellowship. And it was togetherness and commitment to one another. It was participation and helping one another out, sharing. And yes, there was definitely, in what we just read here, a food aspect to it. So we're doing something right. We're, we're getting that part of it right. But there's so much more to it. And we want to follow all of these things. The purpose of fellowship, biblical fellowship, and all aspects, eating together, praying together, uh, just kind of being in each other's lives and, and, and helping one another is for this express purpose, to build one another up and to spur one another on towards Jesus Christ every opportunity. That is the purpose of fellowship within the church. Amen? It's, it, we're hearing of this close brotherhood, and in all they did, they had it in common. Again, we can all come, we, we, may not, we may read the same verse and have a different take on it or whatever. Our main theme, our main commonality is Jesus Christ, him crucified, and by his blood we are saved. Amen? That's what we all share in common this morning. Yes, we can get into debates about other things and all of this. Let's not lose the commonality that we have. Everything they possessed it says they sold and, and went to help. Now, this may sound like communism, but, you know, the difference is communism was put upon the people. You will do this. And these believers loved one another so much that voluntarily they gave what they had and they helped. Now, look, they did this for a time. This wasn't a way of living, but they did this for a time, and it was because they loved God, and in turn, through them, God's love was expressed towards others. 
And so today I want to just kind of talk about three types of fellowship. And there, there's, there's no way these are exhaustive or, or just ways of, of looking at it, because you may come up with some of your own. But the first one would be casual fellowship. Just kind of informal, impromptu. You don't need a date on a calendar. It just, an opportunity presents itself, and all of a sudden you made the most of it, and, and you say, hey, you want to go grab a cup of coffee? And I want to tell you something. It is often in these moments that I didn't think I needed the fellowship, but the Holy Spirit knew more. And I go out with somebody, and we began talking, and I walk away feeling so encouraged. I didn't even know I needed to be encouraged. But just through this conversation, through this just, just it wasn't planned, but it just came together. And I, and I say this, I say it wasn't planned, but I believe the Holy Spirit planned it the entire time. And, and we, we just went with it. Hospitality is a gift some of you have. My, my sister bought a house, Desiree and Tim bought a house, and Desiree loves having family over. But they built the house now, and that becomes the meeting place. Like it or not, that's where we're all going. It's wide open, we can all fit in the one room, and, and I know that there's a part of that Desiree loves. Some of you are that way. You are just so inviting. Uh, I feel like when people come over to my house, I'm not doing something. I need to do something. I love going in some of your houses that I've been to, and I get to just sit on the couch, put my feet up. I feel comfortable. You make me feel comfortable. And I feel like if you come to my house, I'm not that way. I, I, I just can't settle down. It's like, you, like I, can, I can honestly go to Dwight and Heather's house, go out in the garage, and you probably got drinks in that fridge out in the garage, and I can grab something and feel right at home. I've probably done that. <laughs> Come to my house and be like, uh, like, like, I have to get up and get it. I'm sure Dwight and Heather would say, no, you go get it. You know, that's just, and I feel at home in that environment. Why it reflects on me when you come to my house and I feel like I can't open up that way, I don't know. Some of you, I don't have the gift you have of hospitality, of, of you know, Thanksgiving meals are like 20 and 30 people, and it's like, I don't know if, I'm, if we try to like, yeah, just, let's keep it just our family, you know? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm preaching to myself today about fellowship. I gotta work on my fellowship. Um, these opportunities, these casual get-togethers, these informal, impromptu things, they may not become these huge, like, theological discussions. It is just investing in one another's life. It's just getting together and talking about the things that we all go through. Now, look, I may not, if it's you and I, I'm not getting coffee, I can tell you now. If they have Diet Dr. Pepper, I will sit down with a nice Diet Dr. Pepper and converse with you. Coffee, again, food is a thing, coffee is a thing. For coffee drinkers, who's out there? I know you are. It's just, man, put a pot of coffee on and you can sit and talk all day long, you know, just nursing that, that cup of coffee. But it is such a highly effective type of, of fellowship because most of the time, uh, and I would say this for non-believers, is everybody's guard is down at this point. The minute you invite somebody to church, church becomes something they, you know, you hear it all, oh, I'm not coming to that church, those walls will fall down if I walk in that church. People feel like that and they, you know, they tend to think they're not good enough, whatever. But a casual get together, sitting down for a cup of coffee, our defenses are down. We're open, we're talking, we're, we're, we're getting things out that maybe we wouldn't to uh, from actually stepping into a church. Which brings me to my next type. First, we have casual fellowship. And I love it. I love it. I love all of these, I should say, but casual is just where I'm at. Structured fellowship. Now, Praise Assembly is very good at structured fellowship. I mean, we, you know the Christmas dinner, you can count on that. Uh, the missions banquet, you can count on that. You know these opportunities that are given. But I want to talk about some other ones that we have that maybe you don't take part of. And one I didn't think was going to happen yesterday because of the snow. But I looked at the cameras and I saw Pastor Hans Friday night shoveling the sidewalk going into the cafe. And I knew these men are coming out. You put John Fonto's smoked meat on the menu, guys will come out through the snow, doesn't matter what, I don't know if we send smoke signals from here, but you know there's breakfast. I didn't know what to expect. 
And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we had 27, 28 guys yesterday. Uh, young guys, you know, older guys, we came together and we had great fellowship. Now, we had a great meal. That's a given. We knew we were going to do that. But this is something you can count on the third Sunday, of every, or third Saturday, excuse me, of every month, that there is going to be an opportunity. You got to eat. You got to eat a Saturday morning. You, nobody's getting up Saturday morning not eating breakfast. So why not come here for two hours and not only get breakfast, but get to invest in one another? To see that guy that maybe, you, maybe this side, you see a guy on this side that you see every week, but I've never, I've never actually talked to him. And all of a sudden, you go to that breakfast, and there's that guy. And now you're going to get a, put to, a name to the face that you've seen, and you begin to just talk. You ever just hit it off with somebody? You didn't realize how much in common you have, not only the Lord, but just in everyday life. These are opportunities to do just that. You, you, I promise you now, you're going to get a great meal. This goes for the, the ladies' breakfast as well. You're going to get great food. But so much more than that, we have a, a series that we are looking at right now. And it's all, who doesn't want to be a better man? Who doesn't want to be a spiritual leader of their family? And we, Frank will tell you, we get to talk about things we probably wouldn't talk about if the wives were there. But it's kept within those four walls. You know, we, we share and we, I, I love it. It's, it's a great time. Uh, so if you've not been a part of that, these are opportunities for structured fellowship, yes. But at the same time, I would say this kind of falls into the casual, kind of informal. It's, you know, we, we certainly have our, our day planned out. But it is more about being with other believers, men especially, men and men and women with women and, and learning and, and growing together. Proverbs 27, 17, you know this verse. It says, iron sharpens irons, iron, and one man sharpens another. And that's what we're doing. And that's what the ladies are doing on those mornings. There are, you know, obviously other opportunities, but I can't think of a better one to encourage you. Come be a part of it. Maybe you used to come and you don't anymore. Try it again. It is just an opportunity, you know, you may never get to fully, you know, in, in the limited time that we have here on a Sunday, even if you stay after church and talk with somebody, it's limited as to how deep you can go with somebody. You know, their wife is waiting to leave and, and they want to go, or your husband is in the car ready to go and you can only talk for a minute, a minute. But these are opportunities where we just get to sit and just talk, laugh. We laugh a lot. Uh, so these are great times. These are consistent that you can depend on them, and they are for you to form relationships and have spiritual fellowship. Amen? The second one uh, of a structured one that, that goes on at Praise Assembly, I would say also is kind of informal, but every Sunday morning we meet in the cafe. And these are opportunities that if you, if you come, uh, you know, yes, it's, it's a family time. I mean, we all have our kids in there. Everybody's eating breakfast because you don't have the time to do that at home. And that's what the purpose of it is. But it can become so much more. We begin to, uh, again, you're not going to get into some deep spiritual conversation. Maybe you will. But for the most part, it is just investing in one another. And maybe there does come that time where you can be an encouragement to somebody. You may not even know you were. But be that encouragement. Always be on guard for that uh, to invest in somebody's life. Uh, on Wednesday nights... You know, if you come to Bible study, you, you know if it's 90 degrees that day in the summertime, pastor may have a nice little ice cream treat. And, and hey, it's, you know, if you're anything like me, I already, I already ate, but there's food and I'm going to eat it again. So we go in there and we hang out. Uh, in the wintertime, you know, you've been there. If it's some pastry and coffee, you can take part of that or hot chocolate. You can do those things. But the purpose of it all is not only to just give a, a, something different, but again, you begin to hear conversations going on. And it's just, again, a, one more opportunity given where you're allowed to catch up. Look at you all. You're sitting here so quiet this morning, right? Because, and you don't get this opportunity. I want to tell you this. Sunday after church, Pastor Hans, Pastor, and I usually if the counters aren't in there, we're the last ones out of the building. And sometimes I check in here because i got to shut the lights off, but now there's still a group of people over here talking, still a group of people talking over here. 
and I want to go home. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I say there is nothing greater than to see that you not only come to church because of a, of a duty, but you stay behind and you talk and you invest and you inspire and you encourage one another. We were here a couple of Wednesday nights ago and Alex Vivakis, he turned and, and again, groups of people in here on a Wednesday night, he's like, boy, people are chatty. And I said, I'm thinking, I'm already preparing this sermon and I'm thinking, praise God. Praise God that you, li you like one another enough to spend that extra time because nobody's telling you to do that, but it is your love for God and one another that brings it all together. Let's just get this out of there. Food is important. It's going to be important through anything we're talking about this morning because food brings it together. But again, we are coming together because we have this commonality. And forming this, these relationships focuses us on Jesus. That's the purpose of them. And that leads me to the third one is intentional fellowship. And I believe that's what we're doing after church. I believe that's what we're doing after Wednesday nights. If you come on a Wednesday night, the, the lobby out here, I, I always know I can walk over there and talk to Sean and Doug and Robin over on that side. And if I want to go to the young adults, they're sitting over here. We hang out. It's, it's this extra time. A lot of you, hey, I get it. A lot of you maybe use the opportunity to come in five minutes late, five minutes early and leave, and you can do that without ever coming in communication with anybody. May, hopefully somebody at the door said hi to you, but if you want to avoid all conversation, it's easily done. It's easily done. And I know, I, I would tend to think maybe I'm a little bit of an introvert um, by nature. Uh, doesn't mean I can't be extroverted because I think you have to be in order to do what I'm doing this morning. If I was introverted, I don't think I could do it. But intentional fellowship means no one's twisting your arm. No one's making you stay here extra long. No one has to entice you with, with you know, tell you, hey, stay after church today. I'll, I'll, I'll feed you something. We don't have to do that. You want to be part of what is going on here at the church. And that's what I want to talk about. That's what I'm talking about today is our fellowship among believers this morning and how vital it is and how important it is that we do life together just as the early church showed us. Do you know that some people, uh, I'll embarrass, I don't care. I don't see the wives here today, but I'm going to pick on Charlie Lannon and Larry Maughan and Jim Barons and Kathy. Pick on you this morning. Do you know during the pandemic, we couldn't have any other service but Sunday morning? And you, you want to talk about the introvert's dream was Sunday morning, you didn't get, you came in this door, you went out that door, don't hang around, get in, get out. The introverts loved it. I know they did. But during that time, we didn't have Wednesday night service. And I found out a couple of weeks in that the Barons, the Lannons, and the Mons were getting together on Wednesday nights. They ate, they played games, they had a Bible study. That was intentional fellowship. Have you met Larry Mon? <laughs> I love you, Larry. I wanted to get with that. You had to be intentional about doing that. I, and and uh, that, that was what I heard of. I'm, that's not to say that other people weren't doing the same thing. Now, I realized that was a time where, you know, nobody wanted to be out of their house. They wanted to, you know, avoid contact. But no, they made it a point to actually get together and build one another up in a time because uh, for the extrovert, pandemic was miserable. You know, you wanted to be out. You wanted to get out of the house. But so much can be said for the time that we spend together. Here's a verse you know well, and I want to read this this morning. It's Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You've heard this before. This is a quote I want to read by Tony Evans. He says, I hear people say, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And they're absolutely right. Salvation is through faith alone and in Christ alone. But you don't have to go home to be married either. But stay, home, stay away from home long enough and your relationship at home will suffer. 
Folks, if you don't invest and put your time to investing in others, your relationship here at church suffers. And you may not think, and absolutely right, you're not saved by works and coming to church. It is through faith in Jesus alone. But there's another quote I'm going to read here in a second that I think strikes at the heart of that. But the truth is we need one another. We're responsible. I, now that I'm a believer and I'm called of God, I'm responsible to you. And you're responsible to me. We're not meant to live, as you've heard this term, Lone Ranger Christians. You know, we are to invest and be an integral part of the body of Christ. Romans 12, 4 and 5 says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. I belong to you this morning and you belong to me. And we have a responsibility to one another to help encourage and build up and spur on in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We're now no longer living for ourselves. And you may, not, you may think, I didn't sign up for that. You know, I just wanted to accept the salvation. But no, we have a responsibility. Do you know the New Testament uses the phrase one another over a hundred times? It was important, and it still is important. And I want to read a, just a few verses of what we're encouraged to do. John 15, 12 this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. Galatians 6, 2, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. That's important right there, and obey the law of Christ. Ephesians 4, 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. This was another quote by Tony Evans. He says, a disconnected Christian is a disobedient and unfruitful Christian. Because if we, if we say, I don't have to be there, I'm not saved because I, I, I don't go to church, you're absolutely right. But being disobedient to pouring, to, to bearing one another's burdens, to loving, to forgiving one another, these are vital in the relationship we have in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So I want to tell you three quick points that accomplish what, what's accomplished through our fellowship with one another. Our fellowship with one another is God's love expressed through us. Who doesn't want God's love expressed through them? God has expressed his love to us, and we love. I talked about difficulty with a family member or even a church family member. But it is God through us loving one another. And it's not always easy. I, I know I don't always make it easy, but you got to love me. It says it right there. You got to. So fellowship with God, or fellowship begins with God's love, and it overflows from God's love, and is centered on God's love, and expresses God's love. When we come together in fellowship, we are expressing true love that comes from God. 1 John 4, 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, since God loved us so much, that much, we surely ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. Folks, I want God's love to be expressed through my love for you this morning, and I know you want the same thing. New believers... Maybe that's you. Maybe you haven't been saved that long, but think if you can think back to when you were a new believer, they need the fellowship of the church. They need brothers and sisters in Christ who are going to invest in them for fear that they may, you know, if, if we're not fulfilling the need in them through God's love expressed through us, they're going to slowly fall back to that old crowd and that old way of life that they so desperately wanted to get away from. But the church needs to be doing its job. And I'm not, I'm not saying this this morning as a condemnation of you this morning. I just said you stay after church, you hang out with one another, you love one another. But it is that love that then we express to the outside world. And it becomes contagious. I want to tell you that. We are simply, just as they said, that people were being saved just by their fellowship with one another. It became so attractive to non-believers 
that it said they were being saved daily, adding to their number. And we're not only adding converts, but we're making disciples today, here. So our fellowship is God's love expressed through us, but true, genuine fellowship also builds one another up. We encourage one another in faith. We, you, you, know, you, may have, you may have an in that I don't have with somebody this morning, or pastor doesn't even have, but because you listen and you open your heart to somebody, you may be sitting with somebody today that only you know what's going on in their life. They're not even to the point of sharing it with us. But it is your responsibility now to bear that burden with them, to pray with them, to build them up, to encourage them. That's what we do. People have done that for me, and I want to in turn do that for other people. Hallelujah. We, we carry burdens physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and we help one another through that. 1 Peter 3.8, finally, all of you should be of one mind, sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted, and keep a humble attitude. That is how we can have true relationships with one another. And thirdly and last this morning, our fellowship with one another is a great witness to the unsaved, to those who are seeking and wanting more and they know there must be more, and they look to the church. So what I will say is, if we can't stand being around one another, that's going to quickly be a testimony, the wrong kind of testimony we want to send out. We want people to come into these doors feeling like this is a place where I can finally find true relationship and be encouraged. And, and maybe that's how you even came to this church. I don't know everybody's situation, but maybe that's how you came. But if you're not genuine, they'll pick up on that in a second. And they'll realize that, no, it's just a, we don't want to be hypocrites, but that might be what they find if we're not doing our job. Again, we're doing our job. Let's continue to do that job. In John 13, 34 and 35, it says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other because your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. You are proving to the world that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ by the way you love one another. Hallelujah. That is so powerful this morning. So many people, even whether in the church or especially outside the church, they're longing for real relationships because we've all been through relationships that were not uplifting. And they weren't beneficial, and they didn't spur us on, not only to Christ, but to even being a good person. We've been through some of those situations, and we want to be healthy and make a way and let them say, I want to be a part of that church, that church. And I want, if you're, if you're the example at your job, that then says something's different about where, where do you go to church? It's just a, it's a, it's just a pathway to getting them into the house of God, not, not to grow praise assemblies numbers. Those are a benefit of it, but not for that reason. It's to get them in right relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus models fellowship for us, and he tells us this in Revelation 3.20. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. This is the invitation that Jesus has extended to you and to me and to this body of believers and to this house of God this morning that if we will come and we will invite him in, he will share a meal. Jesus gets the foods important. He knows that we need that time. But the word here, share a meal, comes from uh, the Greek word dipneo. And that is to dine, sup, and eat. I'm telling you, Jesus gets it. That's what it means, but it means as an intimate fellowship today, intimate fellowship. And this has to be intentional on our part to invite him in, because you know this, Jesus doesn't force himself on anybody. And just as in, in, in any relationship, husband and wife, doesn't it feel good when you know your husband genuinely wants you to be there with him? He, he enjoys your company, and wives the same thing. If you feel like there's no relationship there, you're just at a loss. Today, we want to be able to uh, invite Jesus in and be intentional. It says they were devoted and committed to one another's lives. 
And I, not, I don't only want that intimate fellowship for myself with Jesus. I want it for you this morning. I know you want it, and I want it for my church family this morning. So let's get intentional about our fellowship. So in closing, I want to challenge you, it, it, and it is a challenge for some of you, is to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm speaking to myself as well. During what, again, we, have, we just had greeting time, what, 25 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago? And we all walked around and we said hi and everything. Those are great times. I mean, you, you can see we're even having this kind of bring it to a close because if you let it go on, it's just going to continue on. That's how it should be. That's how it should. Leave them wanting more, you know. Hopefully they'll, they'll continue that conversation after church with you. But I know I often joke about this, that the you know, introverts love during the pandemic that we didn't have to greet. We didn't have to shake hands. Some people love that. Unfortunately, I think the hugs are coming your way, so get ready for it because the floodgates are open. But for you this morning, for, you, for those of you that do feel that, that way, that you're introverted and you don't like a lot of physical contact, be mindful of that. You know, when you go up to them, they may not be the hugger. I'm a hugger. You know it now. You can come and give me a hug. But not everybody's that way. And some people just, the handshake is as far as they want to go. Introverts, let your guard down. Extroverts, be mindful of those people. You can only be how you are. I understand that. The important thing is be intentional this morning in your fellowship towards one another. Jesus is intentional with his fellowship with us, and we want to extend that to one another. Do you know that, and I, I will close with this, do you know that Jesus prayed for you and I as believers? And he said something so specific this morning that I want to share this with you. It's in John 17, 20 through 21. And these are Jesus' words. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one. Just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they also be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. Jesus didn't pray, Father, I pray that they all have wealth. I pray that they have popularity. I pray that they're a Democrat or Republican. No, he didn't pray any of those things. He prayed that you and I this morning would be one, that we would share a commonality and that we would build upon that and that we would encourage one another. So Bible reading, absolutely. Prayer, obviously, absolutely. But our fellowship with one another is so vital to the believer's growth that we need to be intentional, so much so that Jesus prayed that we would do just that, to be one. I want to tell you this morning, I love you. I love you. I can look at, these, I can look at you today and think, I've never really had a, a long conversation with you. I... I I, they, they laugh at me all the time. Guys, you know, when I come off the stage, I shake one hand and I go down the whole row and shake whoever's hand is on the end. It's just, a, and how quick is that? It goes by, it's done. But to have opportunities for men's breakfast or, or after church to continue to hang around. Now listen, I want to go home today, okay? So yeah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Stay around if you want. It's, it, the doors of the church are open and we want to encourage you to build one another up to be involved, to, to go, again, that face that you've seen, you've never gotten to say hi, go to that person and just introduce yourself, however it is. Let's pray today. Father, thank you that you have given us this body of believers. Lord, this is where we all exist in our walk with the Lord, in this building today. God, and I know that we've, we've taken opportunities and when they presented themselves, we've, we've made it a point to, to attend those fellowships but God, it's investing in one another and it's, it's being dependent on one another. God, we know when we've needed it. Uh, Lord, we, we felt all alone and we felt that we had nobody to, to depend on or to rely on and somebody came. Lord, somebody you sent and made the difference in our life. God, today, let us be, let us be able to return that, Lord God, and to express your love through our fellowship with one another. Teach us, Lord God, as we're going back to basics of how truly important it is that we dwell with one another, that we share with one another, that we grow together. God, so that people will know that we are your disciples. God, and, and I pray that through that,
you will grow this body. Lord, because you'll send people who are hungry uh, to learn of, of who this God is that loves them so much. Let it be us, Lord God. Let us be the vessel, we pray. And I pray you go with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Stand together this morning. Now, who's going to want to be the first one out the door this morning? Let's watch. Let's see who it is. No, I'm kidding. Let's pray. Father, go with us today. Bless our time today if we're hanging around and talking, Lord God. Let it be you, Lord God, that is on our hearts and on our minds for one another. Go with us, we pray, and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.